0: Welcome to Beyond the Microphone, a podcast about podcasters and the stories behind how their shows came together, grew, and what they discovered along the way. I'm your host, Adam Baru. So before we get started today, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, for people that are just kind of getting into podcasting or, you know, maybe they've been doing it for a while, want to make some changes. Like I want to spend a couple minutes talking about interview formats because like I've even had my own evolution with them. Like for me when I got started with my last podcast, The Change, um, you know, I I was going after a particular format. Like I, I modeled off of how I built this with Guy Ross. And uh, I've actually spoken to a couple other people who um, use how I built this as well as a model. And so, you know, for me to kind of have confidence with what I was doing, because it was quite a departure from the other type of work that I do. Um, for me to have confidence and to also feel like you know, trying to avoid imposter syndrome, I I spent a lot of time you know I'd researched the heck out of my guests, and you know if they were authors, um, I'd read their books. And in fact, real quick plug, um, our guest here today, Samantha J, wrote Stand Up Speak Up, and that is to be honest how I how I got really interested. She's now coming on to um, a third of my episodes, so um but you know i would spend a lot of time structuring scripts really defining an outline but then also allowing for the conversation to go where it went because i think they you can't avoid that like you shouldn't overly try to force a structure and a series of questions on a conversation like it really is about letting the conversation unfold and so you know, there's no one true way to do it. Like there's some podcasts that are completely free form. And I love those, I listen to many of those. And there's others where you can tell, like there's been some some work put into, you know, doing the background research on guests and, you know, coming up with, you know, some thoughtful scripted questions. And that's kind of the, more the approach that I still take. I don't spend as much time as I used to because like, I just honestly don't, I wish I had more time to be able to do that. but. I don't but uh, anyway so i just wanted to talk a little bit about you know again for the podcasters who are just starting out and you know trying to figure out like how do i even get into podcasting how do i put an interview together like i've never done this before where do i even start like don't overthink it if you're just getting started and you're doing a guest interview based podcast like yeah like do some background research on your guest come up with some thoughtful questions as an outline but let the conversation go where it's going to go because that sounds more authentic and people are going to connect with that more. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest here today. I'm so happy that she's come back for a third episode here. Um, she came originally when I was hosting The Change. And then I brought her on to a podcast I produce called How I Made It Through, hosted by Kristen Taylor. And I was joking with her before she came on. I think truly what I'm doing is creating new podcasts so I can keep you know, bringing her back, because I will tell you, and this is not a shameless plug for her, you know, she has many books that she writes, but I I was very much impacted by this this book, Stand Up, Speak Up. I read it while I was vacationing in Costa Rica, and I had a lot of space to really absorb, you know, her content in there, and it really resonated with me. So, Samantha J., welcome um, to Beyond the Microphone.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Adam, for having me again.
0: Yeah, you bet. Um, so... Right now, you're the host of the Illuminator podcast, and um, you've been on a little bit of a hiatus. But you mentioned to me that you guys are relaunching next week. So let's start with the Illuminator podcast. I, I know that's really only a part of your overall brand and, and what you're doing. Um, but given that we talk to podcasters about their podcasts, let's kind of let's go there and give us a little bit of background. I mean, really like take us back even further because, you know, some people may not know about your background. They may not have heard, you know, you on the other episodes. So how did you, how did you get into the work that you're doing today, helping entrepreneurs and people that are, you know, building out their own brands?
1: For me, it was going through my own darkness and my own wounds. Um, You know, for me, it's like we're all here to go through a hero's or heroine's journey. And for me, since my earliest memories back when I was 14 years old, I remember feeling like I didn't know where I fitted in in the world. I didn't think I was here to do the nine to five, and I was really driven to have independence, financial freedom, and make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started my first startup at 14 years old. It was a clothing and accessories business. I worked in a bakery 20 hours a week outside of school, and I was like, I will, you know, money seemed like a ticket to freedom and expression and independence. So that's really where it all started. Um, I guess very much feeling like I was an outcast and trying to discover where do I fit in in this Mm. world.
0: Okay. Um, and, and that ultimately led you through, like, as you've described, and you're, you've been very open and vulnerable sharing your story. Um, so thank you for that and, and for kind of being the light, you know, for others and, and helping them, you know, tell their stories. And so, you know, going through that experience and that journey, ultimately, you know, you found a way to, you know, this overall entrepreneurial mindset, like, and I think from Stand Up Speak Up, you know, the approach that you took was like looking, looking inside ourselves, mm-hmm. and really discovering our true gifts and tapping into our feminine, tapping into our masculine, and really using the tools that we have inside of us to to build, you know, brands, um, mm-hmm. to build whatever we want to build that, that empowers us, right? And so... How How is your own personal journey and, and, you know, things that you've tapped into within yourself like kind of helped shape that?
1: Mm. Well, you know, by the time I was 19, I, you know, I'd just gotten in the top 6% in the HSC and my dad threw me a phone book and put a desk in the corner of my room and he's like, you know what, just give this property development a crack. So in a few short years, I became a multi eight figure, award-winning entrepreneur, but I still felt like something was missing inside because... I, I was looking to the external world to fill me up on the unconditional yeah. love and approval that only I can. So it was this recognition that, oh, you know, success, wealth, um, relationships, these are never going to give me what it is that I'm really looking for. And so I, I sold my houses. I sold my car. I went and sat with the medicine men and women. I put all my clothes in boxes. I You know i really stripped myself back out of all the ways that i was really having a public profile at the time and underneath all of that i found this gaping hole on my heart Mm. you know there was so much grief so much insecurity and i had to sit with her and learn how to repair in her and fill her up on my own love so that anything that i ever did create from there was going to be on a sense of wholeness um not on needing it not on validation not on approval um, and so today, um, you know, I do feel this unwavering sense of calmness, peace, that it lives inside of me because I, what I was always looking for was really this connection to spirit and God that I've now found inside of me.
0: Yeah. And I remember, you know, reading your book before you spoke about an award that you received um, mm-hmm. and how it, it really kind of had the opposite effect. Like it, it actually, you felt terrible Um, You felt, if I'm, you know, paraphrasing you correctly, it it kind of like was a mirror on yourself where perhaps you were not, you were doing the, the things to live against the external expectations on you rather than, you know, what you wanted for yourself internally
1: for sure you know i think that there's a split that exists in the world where it's like we pursue wealth status success um but we lack the spiritual connection and then there's this other side which is all about you know the spiritual connection and bagging out materialism so at that point for me i had really pursued wealth external success but i hadn't understood what internal success is that i am enough right now um, and to really get to know you know who I am inside and be able to appreciate that full package of of who I am.
0: yeah and I remember also you know um, your description of like the internal drama king or queen that that kind of takes over and mm-hmm. I think that you know that happens in all of us where you know you start you start you know being true to yourself and then there's like these doubts that creep in or there's something that wants to hold you back and You know how do you kind of like break through that like what what advice or words of wisdom could you offer here today that can help help you come to terms and help you like actually like become friends with your internal drama king or queen
1: yeah such a great question you know i think we have to recognize there's always going to be two voices there's that voice inside of our head that says i'm here for these big bright beautiful things and i have these desires for all of that And equally, there's a voice of insignificance or the sabotaging drama king or queen queen that says, who are you to make that? Like, who are you to think that you can do all of that? Um, And that voice also comes with sabotage, with doubt. It shows us where we're inadequate, right? Um, And it's really an invitation to accept the full totality of the unique package that we are and recognize that we were made imperfect to have the success that we're here to have. If we only ever sit in that place of I'm enough, So why do big things? Why do bright things? We're actually unfulfilled. (laughs) Equally, if we do big, bright, beautiful things and we never pause, have gratitude, recognizing that we're not doing it for love, approval, or because we have to prove that we're enough, we'll also feel unfulfilled. So what I love to tell people is have one foot in gratitude and appreciation and also one foot in that desire to be and do more and realize who you are in your greatest potential at the same time.
0: You know, I I love that you're an advocate for that because, you know, I think so many of us are kind of, I don't know if it's something that we're taught directly or indirectly, but you kind of come to feel that that's a point of conflict, like internal conflict that, you know, when you have doubts or, you know, when you're feeling insecure that that's, you know, we need to avoid that. We need to like, like shut that down. But like you've advocated for, hey, how can we actually like sit side by side with that because you know just by doing so you eliminate the conflict and it's it's like look to be realistic like are we ever going to just be content with who we are i think us as a human species like we should always be questioning what we're doing what our belief systems are you know are we are we going down the right path did we perhaps make a mistake going down this other path and and to just be okay with the sabotaging drama king or queen just sitting there, because, you know, sometimes we go through those experiences, the, the challenging ones, and they teach us so much, you know? And Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, amazing. I can attest to that. It's just been, like, so much that I've learned have come from those dark places, and I'm, I, you know, it's a journey to try to, like, sit side by side with, with that that lives within me.
1: Yes and I think for me I I recognize I am enough my soul is enough my essence is enough and also I'm not enough and I was never meant to be uh, you know, fully, always, constantly enough because I have an ego and spirituality has demonized the ego. However, the ego is healthy. We're literally here to develop our ego so that it can merge with our soul. That is actually the process of individuation that Carl Jung, mm-hmm. you know, spoken about. So we actually need to befriend our ego and then instead say, well, what type of ego do I want to develop for myself? Um, you know, that's going to be win, win, win for all. And so for yeah. me, when I was sitting with the medicine men and women, I actually... I understood what it's like when you really, you know, hem your ego down almost and you have little of it. And the truth is, is that you are still unhappy. You're still unfulfilled because you're not realizing your greatest potential. Right. You know, for me, my greatest potential is to create wealth. It is to create win, win, win. And I need ego for that because if I don't have enough ego, I won't charge a high enough amount. I won't put my name out there. I won't create a personal brand. So for me, actually the last few years I've been, I've spent three years trying to develop my ego, get more ego back so that I have enough confidence. Otherwise we'd all just be monks sitting on a hill going, life is bliss, but you know, I don't feel that God put us here to just be monks in this place of solitude. It's like, how much can you bring your monk nature as you are leading your your empire? Can you bring your monk state into that? Can you bring your monk state into when you have wealth? What do you do with it? Do you circulate it to problems in the world? So I think that the future of entrepreneurship is about millennials who are, us millennials are a little bit self-absorbed. We, we are a little bit, we care for different other things. However, maybe if we were to bring purpose and profit together, if we were to put, um, you know, learn that process of bringing these spiritual values into the places where often they haven't existed in wealth and influence, then maybe we can learn how to bridge both worlds.
2: Hey there, fellow podcasters. This is Tori Barker of the Creative Visionaries podcast, and I'm excited to introduce you to Podtask, the all-in-one platform designed to streamline your workflow and take your show to the next level. If you're tired of feeling overwhelmed by the tasks required to manage your podcast, then check out PodTask, where you can easily streamline your podcasting process and simplify your workflow. Say goodbye to the stress of managing multiple tasks and deadlines, and hello to a more efficient and productive podcasting experience. And it doesn't just stop there. PodTask also offers AI-based marketing tools that give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podcast to keep you on track. It helps save me so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you're ready to take your podcast to the next level, head over to podcast.com and sign up for a free forever plan and get started today.
0: I love that you're an advocate for talking about purpose and profit because you you know you've said this before that there's this dichotomy, there's another kind of conflict that happens where look, we a lot of us want to make money, but not for bad reasons. It's not like, I mean, I would love to have a ton of money. You know, I'm not yes. I'm not a materialist type of person. Like I don't need things, but it helps me feel like like I could continue doing what I want to do and what I love to do. Like it really would help to serve that more than anything else. And, and maybe empower by doing so it empowers other people around me. And so you've talked about this idea of, you know, look, just being a a super, you know, profit driven entrepreneur is, is, does that need to be a conflict? Does that need to be a bad thing? Because like I just said, like, what if you can use that to your advantage to help drive your mission? 100%
1: like my brain is actually wired money equals impact and a lot of people struggle when I'm like I want to make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars they struggle with this however I know if I'm a kind humanitarian inside if I have hundreds of millions of dollars that just means that that would amplify who I am because money only amplifies who we are inside. So anybody who's really afraid of more money, I would ask them to look at who are you inside. And if you don't like who you are, you know, you know build the humanitarian heart because truly money is only going to amplify who you are. Maybe some some people are actually wired, low, you know, impact, then money. And then what happens, though, when they are wired in that way is they kind of need to have more money hungry people around them because often they're over giving and they don't have the profitability, which will give them sustainable impact. So it doesn't matter if we're money, then impact or impact, then money. We just need to remember that whoever we are inside, more money is only ever going to amplify that out into the world.
0: Yeah. And then there's this idea of like, sometimes we shortchange ourselves, we feel bad about pricing our services, you know, at a certain level, like speak to us a little bit about like, truly what, you know, how we should be, you know, valuing our own brands.
1: Yes. It's been a, you know, a big journey for me. Um, now I price my services at multi six figures. Um, and that's been a big journey for me to have a pro- like an office suite from $44 a month all the way up. What I can say to people is that I think the clearer your long term vision is the clearer your long-term vision about what's in it for you, what's in it for your clients, and what's in it for the world, then you're going to feel more in integrity to charge those rates. A lot of the time when we're looking at high-ticket offers or luxury offers, we go, well, I'm not worth that. And we also go, well, no one in my audience will pay it, blah, blah, blah. However, if we recognize that our audience doesn't determine our worth, we do, then we're looking at, well, a $25,000, a $50,000, a $100,000 offer, it's not about will somebody pay me it. It's about what's the $25,000, $50,000 or $100,000 transformation that I know I can create for somebody. And I promise every single... Everybody has that inside of them. They just often don't have the strategy of how they could do what they do in a way that delivers a personalized, exceptional experience that would be actually worth that much to somebody.
0: Yeah, and something that we talk about often on this podcast is manifestation. And you've spoken about this before. You know, when when you're really valuing your own worth and services and, and pricing for that, first Mm -hmm. and that's like that's the way that you come up with your value you've spoken about attracting the ideal client right so how does manifestation kind of play in with that
1: Yeah, so we need to become it, you know. So I say to people, you know, if you want to attract luxury buyers, then become it. Like have a luxury experience, invest first, be the example. Um, I always believe that we attract what we are. So if you're attracting clients that don't charge, that don't value, ask yourself, what is that a reflection of what you're holding inside? Either true about yourself, or even if you're like a price shopper, if you always shop in that way, ask yourself, like, is this what I want to be a stand for in the world? For me, I, I don't want to be a stand for that. So I've become the buyer that I want to attract.
0: Love that. All right. So, well, let's speak about your books a little bit. Um, um, you've got a few of them out there. You've got Stand Up, Speak Up, which I spoke about, and also Build Your Empire from the Inside Out. And then, more recently, Illuminator How Purposeful and Profitable Entrepreneurship Will Disrupt and Reshape the Future of Everything. So, You know, tell us a little bit about the three different books and kind of what the different, you know, themes were that you touched on in each of those.
1: Okay, so Stand Up, Speak Up was very much at a point where I was really insecure. Um, I felt like inside of me, of those two voices, the insignificant voice was way louder than the other one. And I remember getting to this point and I was like, you know, why hasn't it happened yet? I was kind of in this waiting energy where I thought, if I know it's true and I know I'm here for this, God's just going to deliver it on a on a nice little platter uh, for me. And then I was like, wait a second. And I, I underestimated at that point the level of action it was going to take for me to uh, create it. So Stand Up, Speak Up is more about I had to become really clear of my why at that point, And I also had to learn how to reparent my inner children and recognize how to hold that insecurity and still do the thing so if you're somebody who's here you know who that insignificant voice and you're waiting for somebody else to choose you you're waiting to get more likes more comments you're waiting for more money you're waiting for your partner to give you the permission the friends and you kind of feel like why the fuck don't people see me you know why isn't it working why do I feel insecure why do I feel like a fraud in my world because you have a vision of who you are inside but you're acting so incongruent to what that is so once you're at that point (laughs) then build your empire from the inside out is there and it's ready for you because you have to make the choice where it's like i'm not waiting for others to see me i'm not waiting for others to choose me i'm not waiting for the likes the comments the clients to move and you're just like you got to decide that's when you're ready for build your empire from the inside out the quickest way to be able to make it all happen is to stop trying to help and save everybody low ticket offers are their shit, they decline your health. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, in you know, in a nutshell, you got to just do a high- you got to create one high ticket offer needs to be 12 months monthly recurring revenue, and face your imposter syndrome. Like you just got to face it. You got to get one main offer, the sales systems, the marketing systems get the consistent revenue. And I like to incubate people for 12 months. Your nervous system has to become more okay with being visible, doing the lives, the emotional intelligence that it takes to actually hold a business. So we incubate people over 12 months, pretty much just to help their nervous system to get okay with that visibility, the fear of rejection, having an online brand. Um, And once you've incubated for 12 months, then it's like, okay, I am ready to illuminate. You know, you've got a bit of confidence, you got some runs on the board and illuminate is all about, okay, what is my luxury offer? Um, what's my luxury offer? What's my luxury brand? How do I take up more space? How do I get publicity and content so I'm seen as that go-to person in my niche um, and I'm ready to like just fricking fly and soar.
0: My God, I love that. <laughs> um, and <laughs> that applies to literally everything but, I mean, even to scope it to like, you know, podcasters who are probably the biggest audience of people listening here. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can apply that to the podcasting journey. Um, You know, and another thing I've spoken about with some other guests on this show is like, you know, this kind of idea of pod fade that happens. It happened with me with the change where, you know, I kind of started out with a lot of passion and purpose, wanting to make a difference around talking about mental health and having conversations and being vulnerable and sharing my stories. And then, you know, there was some pressure that that started to build up in there. And I kind of started to look at the external things to get validation, like the download numbers, the followers, the whatever. And mm-hmm. I lost my way from my purpose, right? And, you know, lo and behold, you know, I kind of started to experience some burnout, right? And so mm-hmm. that that kind of is a progression as, as you're just describing. And I love that each of your books kind of talks about a progression because you know, something that I found my way back to is, you know, I kind of like had some time to reflect and I was like, well, listen, I love, I love these conversations with podcasting. I want to get back into it, but how can I do it a little bit more sustainably, right? And, you know, injecting with some intentionality, some structure so I can make sure it's not, you know, killing me on, you know, the massive amount of time I was putting in before. And, you know so that ultimately i you know i i would like to be the illuminator right and and that's mm-hmm. what i'm hoping to do here with beyond the microphone is really like help to illuminate the stories of of people's journeys mm-hmm. and illuminate my own story and illuminate for others how cuz you know so many of us get into this um this work wanting to make a difference and and impact others and y- you have to you have to make sure that you know what you put in place to get to that point of being the illuminator is going to be sustainable, and it's a journey, much like you described with your three books. So um, I've only read Stand Up, Speak Up, so now I'm super excited to pick up the other ones, which I did. I saw that they're on Amazon Kindle, um, yeah. and Amazon as well in print. So um, for anybody looking for Samantha Jay's books, you can find them there. Um, all right. So as we as we wrap up here today. Um, First, I wanted to talk about the relaunch of your podcast. Um, The podcast is called, um, finding my notes here, it's called, uh, where is it? Give us the name of your Um, podcast, Illuminator. um, Okay, thank you. And yeah, so the idea with the relaunch, are you rebranding at all? Is the topic going to be kind of on point with what you've been talking about before? or How's it changing at um, all?
1: Yeah, the way it's changing is I'm getting people with their lived experiences of how they've overcome adversity to create unconventional success. Because what I've come to find is that, you know, a lot of people, they look at somebody who has success, even me, and they go, well done, Sam, I can't do that. And I'm like... You know it actually it's like it's the hardest thing i've had to face the last three years of how much it hurts me i feel disheartened or sad when people see somebody else's success and then they separate themselves from it Mm -hmm. or they see somebody else's success and then go that's inspiring and i can't do it or i see someone else's success and then i get jealous and envy and this separation that happens rather than wow like a true illuminator is like i'm leading however i'm making it easier for you like behind me right and so i hope that whatever you see me being the example of i hope that you see that we're actually connected you know not that we're separate so the illuminator podcast is a little bit similar to what you're doing it's all about stories because i believe stories can change the world and I was once in a really dark place and I had a motivational speaker. He came in. I heard his story. I saw myself in him and I didn't separate. I was like, me too. I am that too. <laughs> I yeah. feel that way too. So I want to get people together because actually I find that us illuminators are a really rare species. It's like I don't necessarily always feel like there's people that have the kindness, the care, the generosity, the service that we do have in our hearts. So. It's a way to hear people's stories. It's a way to gather us together in a community. I um, mean, I've got a monetization strategy all around it. And I want to okay. talk about this because in the first years of that I did the podcast, what I missed is I didn't have a low ticket monetization strategy. And it caused me to burn out. And so I've created This Is Me, the membership. It's $44 a month. You mm-hmm. get a video documentary. You get a masterclass. The reason I've done this is because... The podcast is a one-way voice and I feel like what podcasts are really meant to be is like a collaborative voice. So I've put this monetization membership there because that was the thing that was missing. I was out of right relationship because I was giving all this energy to the podcast and it was such a big jump to a high ticket or luxury offer from there so yeah. i feel more in right relationship that i can sustain the podcast because it's in right relationship it's purposeful and it is profitable because we have this little membership community that hopefully everybody will want to be a part of to um support the podcast to be able to sustain it
0: yeah beautiful um okay so finally you know a couple of questions on the theme of discovery so you know the first kind of specific to podcasting so You know, what, what discoveries have you made? And I think you just kind of touched on one through monetization, but what discoveries have you made um, outside of that, just about podcasting in general?
1: I would always choose who is helping you with the podcast from values and not money. I tried to like find people to work with the podcast, I think from the most affordable lens. And what I've come to learn is that like, that was that was a mistake I made. You know, even if you're paying more or you've got somebody who's managing it, just go because you feel a deep, deep connection. You know, they you feel their heart, you feel their soul because yeah. the smallest of details and even having their energy in it, they'll come up with ideas, they'll network it, they'll strategize it, they'll bring the heart and soul into the podcast. And yes, it may cost a little bit more at the start of the journey. However, that's going to make it, have longevity and sustainability and it will just be felt through it so your team who's going to be managing it make sure they've got the same values as you
0: that's great and finally you know what discoveries have you made about yourself as a podcaster
1: (laughs) i'm very up and down you know i'm a type of bit of a project person where i'm like yes let's batch all the content you know do 10 20 30 episodes and then i like to ghost it so i think that I think now it's like, make the decision. Are you the type of person where you love to put a lot of energy and then ghost it? If that, do batching. Otherwise, if you can do something consistent, then just have one spot a week for the podcast. I think that that's what really is going to make a difference too.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for for the revisit here today, um, speaking with me and uh, making the time to do so all the way from Australia. I know you're You mentioned you're in the process of moving um, so i know there's a lot of kind of stuff involved with that so thanks so much for your time and for being here today
1: thank you so much
0: samantha jay is an award-winning entrepreneur best-selling author and soulful speaker a business empress who merges spirituality and entrepreneurship to help women and men make a meaningful impact in the world after leading her family's business to eight figures by the age of 21 samantha embarked on a journey of soulful discovery that helped her embody her divine femininity and masculinity and step into her personal power. If you're looking for help and guidance in your own podcasting journey, I'd love to help you find direction and work with you on strategies so that your passion and purpose can continue to manifest amazing content for your listeners. Please reach out to me through www.eiqmediallc.com if you're interested in working with me. Finally, if you're enjoying Beyond the Microphone, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, as well as to our YouTube channel. You can find links to all of these in our episode show notes. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Microphone.
1: Beyond the Microphone is produced and distributed by EIQ Media Group, LLC. Elevate your emotional IQ with podcasts and content focused on entrepreneurship, overcoming adversity, stories of emotional courage, women's health, aging, and more.